It's not my birthday, but today, the Planted Runner podcast officially turns one. Yes, it's been one year since I started this journey, and if you've been here since the very beginning, thank you. You have made this possible, and I'm deeply grateful and honored you are here. I hope that you've become a better runner than you were a year ago, and you are still loving the process. So today, I'd like to do something a little different to celebrate this milestone. I've invited Jeremy Nessel, my audio engineer, as well as an athlete I coach, to interview me. I'll share the behind-the-scenes details of the past year that I haven't shared anywhere else. Jeremy will share his perspective on what it's been like from his point of view, and we'll talk about what's next for me, the show, and what I'm doing with my own running. Welcome to The Planted Runner. I'm Coach Claire Bartholik, and my mission is to help you improve your running, your mindset, and your life with science-backed training and plant-based nutrition. Today, I'm in the hot seat spilling all the tea about leaving one of the most successful running podcasts in the world to starting from zero with a brand new show and coaching business. I became a full-time creator, coach, and author all within the last 12 months, and believe me, it was quite a ride. I hope you'll join me for this special conversation that honestly is only made possible because of you. And now here's my conversation with Jeremy. Hello, Claire. Welcome to the Planted Runner podcast, which you host. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you, Jeremy. It's uh, it's fun to kind of have a role reversal here. <laughs> yeah, this is a special occasion. We have a milestone that you are celebrating. Yes. It is the one-year anniversary of the Planted Runner podcast. So first of all, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. You're a big part of it. I thought it would be fun to switch roles and have you interview me for the podcast instead of me just like blathering on about myself. (laughs) So um, I hope this will be fun and entertaining for everybody. Yeah, me too. So when you, uh, you know, when you think about it's been a year of this adventure, um, Mm -hmm. how are you feeling about that? It is awesome. I mean, in one way, it's gone by so fast. And in another way, it I really do feel every single one of the episodes that we've made. Um, but, you know, like the interesting thing is I kind of hit the ground running with the show. I had been a podcaster for about two and a half years with my other show, which we could talk a little bit about in a minute. And so I really felt that I had a unique advantage because some of the audience came with me, but I also had already learned how to podcast. I already knew what kind of show I was going to make when I started. So I, I feel like I got a lot of the bumps out of the way, but you know, doing it myself, going from being hired to do this for somebody else versus, okay, you're all out on your own. Like that was a big leap. And, um, I'm, I just can't be happier how it's turned out so far. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, we started working together in February of 2020 when you took over the Run to the Top podcast with uh, with Runners Connect. And in mm-hmm. full disclosure, I still edit that podcast as well. Yes. Um, and 
and you're right. You know, you you did come in with an advantage that I think a lot of a lot of new podcasters um, don't have because you did have that experience. I think you know the other thing too, just from a uh, kind of a production standpoint, you also had a very clear vision of what you wanted the Planet Runner podcast to be, and I think that's mm -hmm. absolutely critical uh, when when starting a new venture like this. Um, so kind of thinking about that, you know, would you be comfortable going into some more detail with, you know, what, what that journey sort of looked like, you know, coming into take over, run to the top and then progressing on to, you know, spinning off into your solo career? Yeah, definitely. So, so with Run to the Top, Runners Connect actually had another podcast called The Extra Kick. And what that used to be is we coaches, because I was coaching mainly for Runners Connect, we would take a week and do these short episodes. So one week a month or one week every four four or five weeks, we would rotate. And so I got to write and produce my little episode, um, you know, for five days a month, basically. And so that was really my introduction. And we did that for a couple of years before I was actually named to take over hosting of the Run to the Top. Now, I had wanted to be the host of that show for a really long time, but it went to other people for various reasons. And so when I finally got it, I was over the moon, you know, it was exactly what I wanted. I had a taste of it from doing the daily show and I was really, really excited to take over. But, you know, I was still very green. I had a lot to learn. I had a lot to learn about how it all worked because really I just, I wasn't just the host. I was the writer. I was the producer. I did everything except audio. You did the audio, but everything else I had to just create, which was wonderful in a way because I had free reign to just follow my heart, do what I wanted to do, interview the people I wanted to interview. Um, but also was scary because I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> and, you know, so I definitely made a lot of mistakes and, you know, thankfully I did that I, while getting paid, but still, um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to push back on you on that. I don't, I don't think you made, I don't remember any mistakes. Um, ah, good. So, <laughs> Yeah, so I, I would not uh, be too critical of yourself. I think you came in, um, you came in pretty strong from the get go. Ah, oh, thank you so much. Yeah, so I mean, so I actually I loved doing that job. I absolutely loved it, and I knew that I wanted to do it on my own. But you know, that's a big step. Um, and, and this was still sort of a part-time gig from me. I was still had one foot in real estate. I was still coaching with them. I was still, you know, I was podcasting with them. So each little bit of this kind of contributed to me making a living. And so I had to, I had to say, you know, decide what to do. So because I was an independent contractor, I was allowed to coach on my own. That was perfectly fine. So I slowly started doing that. I was coaching on my own, starting to build up the business on my own, starting to really work on Instagram, getting that big and, and starting to build my brand as a coach. Because, you know, as much as I love podcasting, my, my true passion is coaching, is helping other runners be the best runner they can be. And so once I finally was like, okay, the coaching thing is starting to work out. 
I backed off of coaching with Runners Connect, but I kept the podcast um, because we ended up going to two episodes a week at one point, which was my idea because as much as I love interviews, I felt like we needed to do some more teaching, you know, helping people become better runners instead of just interviewing. And so we went to two episodes a week for a while. And that's when it was really like, this is what I really want to do. I mean, I still do interviews. I love interviews, but I also wanted to help people who didn't know what they were doing with running or who were somewhere on their journey and just wanted more explanation of a particular topic. So I introduced that and I still do that today with the Planet Runner. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to take a little bit of credit here because (laughs) I believe very early on, and it was honestly, it was probably like the first extra kick episode you did. I think I messaged you and I said, you need your own podcast. Like, like, yeah. I mean, you just, you just like, you had it, you know, you, you, you've got the voice, you've got the energy, you've got the content. Um, so I'm going to, you know, good job, Jer. Yes. yes, you definitely encouraged me right from the beginning. And a lot of people did, but you and I worked together pretty closely. So you definitely were, were somebody was like, yeah, you got this, go for it. So I definitely appreciate that. Yeah. And you make me sound good every week. I try. I try. But um, no, that's, that's really cool. And I like that you mentioned, you know, the, the, the duality, I guess, of the, the types of, uh, you know, of, of episodes that you do. Because I think they're they're both incredibly valuable. It's always great to hear from an expert. You've had some elite people mm-hmm. on, and also you've also had some more recreational runners, which is also incredibly valuable. And then you've mm-hmm. you know with the solo episodes, you've got you know the technical expertise and the technical like okay, here's how you do something. Here's why you do something. Here's why you don't do this. Yeah. And I really love how you know you came up with with the I guess the the format with you know putting the music underneath and you know I personally from you know from the editing standpoint like I really like how those episodes translate um they just they just they sound good they flow good I, you know the music is is just enough to to break it up mm-hmm. um you pick good music, you know, I think now, you know, we've, we kind of, uh, I think we've kind of got a feel for like what kind of music, uh, we want. So I know I've gone on some shopping sprees to, uh, (laughs) some of the music and, um, yeah, it's just, it's just like, I don't know. It's a really good thing. I really like it. Um, Yeah. Yeah. The music thing kind of happened sort of organically because, you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts and uh, I started I started listening to the technical side of a lot of podcasts that I really like that are not in the running genre. And I was like, huh, I really like how this podcast does this. I really like how this podcast does that. You know, they create drama when they're telling a story with music. And then when you watch movies or TV, you start to listen to this stuff over and over again. I was like, wow, the music is really perfect there. You know, what's going on? How can I use this in the podcast? And so that's one thing that I've tried to do with those solo episodes. It's not just say, you know, this is how you increase your running cadence, (laughs) but I want to talk about, I want to tell a story. I want to make it interesting. I want you to be on a run when you're listening to this and really make your run more entertaining, but also 
you should have learned something by the end of that run. So that's really important to me. And it's amazing how much music makes a difference, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it would just be so dry without it. You know, it, it <laughs> you know, you can tell like, you know, you know, it's, I don't know, it breaks it up enough. And especially, you know, in this TikTok era where no one has any attention span anyway, mm -hmm. um, that's, that's really good. Um, I also like that the length is appropriate. You know, you're not doing, you know, 45 to 60 minutes of, of technical information. Right. It's like, it's like, you know, 15-ish, which is, mm -hmm. you know, that's, I feel the right size for, for all of that. And if people want to listen to more then they can binge on some of them. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. So transitioning, kind of jumping back to that, you know, when you, when you did make the leap from Runners Connect to the Planted Runner, if I remember correctly, there was some overlap with those, right? Where you, yes. you kind of had, you know, you're straddling a little bit uh, foot in each world. So, um, you know, what was that like? And then ultimately, um, you know, how are you able to just make that full transition? Yeah. So um, when I decided, yes, I'm going to do the podcast and go all in with the Planted Runner, I felt like you know, number one, I want to make sure that this is viable. I don't want to just like go out there and it's a total flop and then I've lost my job, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I also just was like, okay, I can do both for a little while. And I promoted it online in my newsletter, um, on Instagram. And, you know, I ran a little contest, uh, where if you wrote a review of the trailer that I'd send a little freebie out to, you know, the first a hundred people and that worked incredibly well. And so before the actual first episode even aired, my show had already gone to the number one running podcast in the United States in the rankings. And I was like, oh That's my incredible. gosh, I have something. And those rankings, take those with a little bit of salt. They have a lot to do with momentum and newness and, you know, trending kind of stuff. It's not right. just pure numbers, but that was like an exterior sign that, okay, I might be able to transition a little sooner. And so I had told myself, this was August of last year. And I told myself, oh, I'm going to wait um, maybe till the end of 2022 and do them both for a while. But as soon as I started hitting my stride right away, I was just like, I don't think I can do both. I don't want my best work going to somebody else. I want my best work to be on my project. And I just felt like I couldn't have my heart 100% in both at the same time. And so I gave a month's notice and transitioned. And it turned out they, uh, Runners Connect, was planning on going in a different direction anyway and were wanting to change things with the podcast that I probably, in all honesty, would not have done or wanted to go in the direction that they wanted to go in. But it ended up being just absolute perfect timing for us both. So it ended up being a win-win and, you know, I couldn't have been happier with how the transition happened. It was just really smooth, really friendly. Um, you know, we wish each other well. Yeah. And, and I think that says, you know, speaks a, a lot, uh, to runners connect, you know, for them, you know, giving you the, the flexibility to, you know, to, to do both and then also to transition away and everyone was just, was very cool about it. And mm -hmm. that's, 
unfortunately, um, you know, that is not always the case. Um, so that, that's great that that worked out for you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, the thing is that they, they um, have years of my voice and my content and they have made it into, you know, they are really good at repurposing things from old, you know, past hosts and past people who have contributed to them. And so they, they take a lot of the stuff that I have done for the past, I don't know, seven years that I worked there and have, are making new things out of it. And, you know, on the one hand, just like, wait a second, is that something that I'm cool with. But then on the other hand, you know, the more I get my message out to runners, the more I can help runners. It really doesn't matter what platform I'm in or I'm on. You know, if my if I am still creating valuable content or somebody else is creating it with my voice, you know, it's still getting to the people who need to hear the message. And ultimately, that's a good thing. You know, I, of course, want them to succeed because I'm still a part of them, you know, in in some way, you know, nev yeah, nothing yeah. that you do online ever disappears. And so, you know, I want them to still succeed, of course, because I'm still, you know, part of their story. So I want it to be yeah. a good story. Yeah, no, that yeah. makes sense. Mm -hmm. In addition to the podcast, mm -hmm. you're also doing some coaching. You, yeah. you even you even coach someone who's on this podcast right now. Yes. Yes, I do. You decided to uh, join my planted runner team. And yeah, it's it's been well, you could talk about how good it's been. <laughs> it's been great on my side. <laughs> well, that, that's good to hear. I, I warned you up front. I said athlete Jer can be a, a lot. And, uh -huh. and I, I try I try to rein it in on you um, this week aside. But <laughs> how how has your coaching evolved from you know, maybe even from like how you were working with Runners Connect, if you want to go into that. And if you don't, that's fine. But also like since you've since you've launched the Planted Runner, you know, has the coaching evolved much? I know there's there's a lot of emphasis on the PR team. Do you still do individual clients? Or are you transitioning away from that? What does that kind of look like? Yeah. So I think when most people start out coaching, whatever your niche is, you you really start off with one-on-one -on -one coaching at first because you don't have an audience. You can't do this volume when you're new. And, you know, because I was still coaching on a little bit with Runners Connect, you, some people had known me and wanted to work with me personally. So, you know, some of those people came with me when I left the coaching business of Runners Connect. So I was doing just one one-on-one -on -one coaching for a while while still doing the other show and, and working with Runners Connect. And, you know, it got to a point where, you know, I'm just one person and there's a limit to how much one-on-one -on -one coaching I can do. And I don't see myself as wanting to hire a bunch of coaches under me. You know, that's a, a natural progression. And because I want to spend my time coaching, I don't want to spend my time, you know, managing other coaches, you know, and maybe in the future, something like that will happen. But I just don't see that that is really the next step for me. Um, so I was like, well, how can I help more people at this, you know, and get my message across in a kind of different way. And I came up with um, the PR team, which obviously PR for planted runner, but also personal record. I like the play on word there. And, you know, so I launched that in October of last year. And of course, like 
anybody that puts something out in the world, you're just like, is anybody going to sign up? Is anybody going to join? Like I, I was like, I told myself if I've got five people, that's a group. I'll, I'll, I'll be super excited <laughs> if I have five people. It is technically and, a group. Yes. And so I promoted it and I'm so excited about it. And I think I got 20 people right at the beginning to sign up and I was just over the moon. And so the cool thing with that is we have, we have a group within uh, final surge, which is the coaching athlete platform that we use. And so it has like a page that is sort of like a Facebook group where we can all talk, where we can all share and the athletes can talk to each other, get feedback from each other um, without ever having to leave the app. So I really like that because I don't love Facebook. I didn't want to do it the normal way. I didn't want to do a bunch of Zoom calls. And so my idea with the um, group was that I would do a private podcast. So I would go into the group. I go into the group twice a week. I answer questions. I give feedback. I check on workouts. But I also look for questions for the private podcast each week. And the private podcast is very different from the Planted Runner podcast. You know, the Planted Runner is very polished. We got the music. We got the editing. I just do this by myself. I just have some bullet points and I just talk into the air. (laughs) So it's really more casual. It's a little behind the scenes, but what's cool about it is that I'm addressing people that I work with, their, their questions, their issues. I go in depth on certain workouts that they, you know, might not, that they have questions about, you know, and, and so it's really timely to everybody that I'm working with. And I don't know, what do you think about it? Yeah. So I was going to ask permission to, to brag on you a little bit. So um, sure. <laughs> I won't. I will just take that invitation. So I look forward to the private podcast every Friday morning. Like that is like that almost makes it worth driving into work on Fridays <laughs> so that I can listen to it in the car. Yeah, it, it, it is really good because it's the sort of thing where if someone has if one person has a question, you know, probably several people are wondering about that. And if they're not then maybe they will down the road and they'll remember, oh yeah, no, that's right. Claire talked about this. Like, let me just go find that episode. So I really love the, the, uh, the private podcast. You give recognition to people who have races coming up and what they're working on. You have recognition for race results. It just really, I think brings, you know, uh, ties the community together even more cohesively with that. Uh, the social wall is great. Uh, it's it's amazing to see. First of all, it's it's amazing for for me because I feel like I was kind of early to the game, maybe not as early, but to see how the group has grown in numbers mm-hmm. and how supportive they all are. Anyone can ask a question at any point in time, and people with good feedback will give good feedback. I don't think we've ever really gotten like bad feedback from the group. You know, people might have a a couple different takes on something, but everyone truly wants to help everyone else. It's, it's an amazing group that you've got, uh, in there. We can post our workouts and usually people will, you know, talk about the workout, you know, if it was great or if someone kind of struggled, you know, and people can, can, uh, add some comments onto that. Uh, you're always in there looking at our workouts, uh, especially if we if we call something out with a question, uh, you'll go in and say, OK, well, here's what's kind of what's going on with this. 
And very often that will then end up in that private podcast where, okay, this came up on the social wall. So let's talk about this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, the other, the other thing I really like that I was, I was blown away with. So um, anytime I've had a training cycle end with a goal race and you know, usually a few days before that, I'm already thinking about, okay, well, what's next? What's next? Provided I'm not injured. <laughs> but once I tell you, okay, this is, this is the next thing. It's like, I mean, it's, it's like maybe 48 hours, usually 24, if that, where I have my training schedule loaded into final surge. Mm -hmm. And I'm not, I'm not just talking about the running workouts, which is great. I mean, that's for me personally, like 80% of having a coach is I should not be coming up with what should I be doing? All I want to think about is when am I going to do it? Where am I going to do it? And how awful are the conditions going to be, whether it's summer, <laughs> winter or raining? You know, like, you know, so I just totally want to like subrogate that decision making to, to a coach. But in addition to that, there's, we've got probably three or four strength training workouts per week. Mm -hmm. And these are not like our, you know, an hour workout. It's like 15 nope. minutes, 10 minutes yep. of core, 15 minutes of upper body. Um, and, and we'll go into, uh, I think, you know, your, your newest endeavor with that in a little bit. Yeah. Um, you've got mental strength tips and that's, that's another thing that I love in the podcast is you always have the mental strength minute and, uh, you know, that's always, always good stuff. Uh, and then you've got nutrition tips. So it's like this, like, I just, mm -hmm. I look at final surgeon and, and my mind is blown. Like there, there it is. There's everything I've, yeah. I've got everything I need and now it's all, it's all on me. Yes. That, that is my goal. I think a lot of, um, training plans, they do 80% of the job, you know, they give you the, your running and sometimes they give you your strength training and then really that's about it. And you're kind of on your own. And I think you really need to have a more holistic approach. I think the mental strength thing is, is, I don't know, is that 80% of running? Maybe <laughs> at least 50% is getting that, um, getting your brain to do something hard, you know, that and it doesn't want you to do. Exactly. That's fighting against. So, <laughs> uh, you know, that those are the three things is the all of the training, the nutrition and um, and the mental strength. Those three things are the pillars. And I try to give that to everybody. And, you know, it gets it, it, you can get in the weeds with all of this stuff. You can get super, super detailed. But I really think simplification is is the key especially for people who, you know this is not our full-time job for people they have other things to do i want people to have very quick actionable things that can help them become a better runner and so so yeah i think you you asked earlier if i'm still working with one-on-one -on -one clients and i still am and I have various levels of that, but I think there will be a time where I transition to either a hundred percent or, you know, 75% or more with just the group because, you know, right now I think I can probably, I have the capacity to probably double the group because, you know, some people are very, very active and other people are less active. You know, everybody is their own person. Some people you know, don't post and enjoy just kind of hanging out and other people 
you post a lot, you know, I love the squeaky wheel, so keep posting. But I think there's a way to, you know, transfer some of the time that I am currently doing one-on-one to to one-on-many and spend more time in the group than I am now so that I think I can, I think I'll be able to grow the group to a point where it still feels like a small group. But and I still I, I don't ever want it to be like, oh, Claire's too busy for me because that's that means it's too much. And I'm, I don't ever want to be at that point. That's that's not worth it to me. But I want to make sure that it's still really valuable and people get to know each other and they still feel like they are a part of a team. Before I get back to the conversation, I want to talk about a massive problem that I see with runners everywhere, and especially plant-based runners. You know that I'm the first to tell you that you can absolutely get everything you need from a plant-based diet as an endurance runner, but most runners are struggling. With our busy lives and time-consuming training schedules, making sure that you get enough to fuel your training and making sure that it's actually optimal for your health and performance is a real challenge. So that's why I tell all my athletes to make nutrition simpler and get Neurofi Plus by Prevenex. In less than a minute, you can mix their superior quality protein shake up with just water in a shaker bottle. And it actually tastes delicious. That is not the case with other plant-based powders I've tried. You can enjoy Neurofi right after a workout, knowing you are getting everything you need for muscle repair with none of the junk that you're gonna get in one of the lower quality powders. Another cool way to use it is to mix up a couple of scoops with water or warm plant-based milk right before bed. Studies have shown that taking 20 to 30 grams of protein right before bed is the optimal time for protein synthesis and muscle repair that we all need. Look, this is the only product that I'm working with, and that's for a very good reason. I believe in Prevenex quality, their mission, and I use Neurofi Plus myself. And I'm not the only one. Lindsay Hine of All Have Another, Jason Fitzgerald of Strength Running, Whitney Hines of The Mother Runners, Elite Athlete, Emily Enfeld, and so many others in the running world are passionate about Prevenex too. If you're ready to simplify your nutrition and optimize your fueling, you can try Neurofi for 15% off the regular price with my code PR15. That's PR15 at Prevenex.com. I want to tell you about a unique opportunity for you to get stronger, faster, and stay motivated to hit all your running and nutrition goals this year, and that is to join the PR team. I started it last fall, and I have to tell you, it's even better than I imagined. Each member of the team gets a custom training plan made by me for you based on your unique fitness, goals, and lifestyle. Everything you need to crush your running dreams is included, such as strength training, recovery, and even cross-training if you want it. I include weekly mental strength training as well as tips and nutrition guides. But here's where it gets really cool. The group has its own page in the app where we share workouts, ask training questions, and get feedback from me and the other teammates. And each week, I create an exclusive private podcast just for the team based on the questions I get and what I see in their training each week. And I usually end up sharing behind the scenes and exclusive sneak peeks with the team that I don't share anywhere else. 
So instead of joining a Facebook group or sitting through another Zoom call, you get to listen to tailored advice on the run and you don't have to do all of this alone. So if you are ready to take your running to the next level and join an amazing team of runners, head to theplantedrunner.com slash group and join us today. It's more affordable than you think, and I can't wait to have you. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey, and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. Women's Running Stories, where we explore the intersection between running and life. Because every woman who is committed to a running journey has a story to tell, and this is where you'll find those stories. I am host and producer Cherie Louise Turner. I'm a 53-year-old runner, and together with original music by musician and runner Cormac O'Regan, we bring these inspirational stories to life. Please join us to fuel your adventures. So I want to transition here also because you've got you've got a couple things that have happened this year in addition to stuff that mm-hmm. happened last year. <laughs> yeah. You've been busy. So, <laughs> I mean, so you had a book that came out in January. Mm-hmm. And what was that like? I mean, as far as, and I remember, I remember when you let me know, hey, uh, I got a book deal and yes. how, how excited you were. Um, how long did that excitement last before it turned into, dear God, what have I gotten myself into? Uh, because I've, I've heard that happens with books. And you know, what was that process like? How's it, how's it been going since release? Yeah. So the book thing is that was definitely a whirlwind, but also slow motion at the same time. So I got my book deal in December of 2020. So I hadn't even done the podcast for a year, but I had developed some relationships with publishers because oftentimes publishers, you know, authors that write new books, they want to publicize their books and they want to get on podcasts. And so some of my guests came from publishers pitching me those guests who had just written a book. So um, they eventually were like, hey, why don't you write a book? And I said, okay. Hmm. You know, because I've been writing about running since 2016 when I started my blog. And I also obviously script a lot of my podcasts. And so I write a lot about running. So I felt really comfortable with the topic. And so you know, so that was December of 2020. I'm really excited about that. And then my manuscript was due September of 2021. And so I had all of that time, you know, nine months or so to get the first draft out. And, um, 
that was painful. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I think, I think marathon running is, is easier than book writing for sure. Um, but I got my first draft in and then basically it wasn't, you know, it's revisions and pictures and all sorts of stuff like that until I think that was about March of 2022. And, uh, you know, as everybody remembers, there is a worldwide pandemic going on at this time. And so there were a lot of delays. It was supposed to come out um, in the fall of 2022, but it ended up getting pushed back to January of 2023 when it finally came out. And so, you know, I almost by that time, it was like, oh, yeah, I wrote a book. I completely forgot because <laughs> there's so much time in between, you know, and, and like the pain was like a year old at this point. And so I was like, oh, yeah, now I've got to talk about my book. And <laughs> which I don't even remember writing. No, I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. Uh, but, it, but it was a draft. long, exactly. <laughs> it was a very, very long process. And, you know, the traditional publishing authors, unless they are like, you know, number one New York Times bestsellers or whatever, they don't, you know, others really don't make a ton of money. So I, I didn't do this because I wanted to be, you know, some New York Times bestseller or make a million dollars. I will not make a million dollars, but I just, I really wanted to be able to put my work in one spot. I definitely wanted to check the box of lifelong dream of writing a book. I, I'm, I'm super happy at that accomplishment, but also it's really nice to have a very low means of entry to my philosophy and, you know, to be able, you could pick up this book and become a better runner with a plant-based diet, you know, after reading it. And it's just a really, you know, it's like, Hey, you want to learn about me? Here you go. You want to be a better runner? Here you go. Yeah. 20 bucks or whatever it costs. Uh, and it's just, or get it from your local library for free. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's just, it was a really, um, gratifying process to have it done. The actual doing it was extremely painful and I don't recommend it, <laughs> but no, I'm, I, I'm thrilled to be a published author. I, I give away the book once a month um, to people who write a podcast review. So it's been it's been great seeing the um, the people that say, oh, I've read your book and it's awesome. And that's just like, wow, that is a huge, huge compliment. So yeah, yeah, nice. that's been crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And then you've also started another Kind of, kind of side. It's not really a side project, but it's it is, I guess, an add-on. And and I think this was probably came about from. I'm going to say mostly from the the PR team group, and that's with your creation of strength training videos mm -hmm. on YouTube. So the first question I have for you is, uh, how do you feel after three hours of filming? Last week, are you starting to starting to feel a little bit better? Um, and I then finally second, feel better. <laughs> and then uh, second, um, yeah. What what is what has that been like? What is you know what what do you see happening with that? Uh, just tell yeah. us a little bit more about that. 
Yeah. So the YouTube journey has been, I am not going to lie, has been a challenge. So I really wanted to, you know, put the podcast on YouTube in which, you know, make video versions of the audio podcast for YouTube, which I've done for the past, I don't know, nine months or so. And I really, I, I have help with them. I don't make them myself. Um, but I really like them. I think they should be doing great, but it's just for some reason, uh, I'm growing very, very slowly over there. So I really kind of want to rethink the whole YouTube being a part of the planted runner. I think, I think what I'm learning is that in order to have success on YouTube, you really need to make native content for YouTube. You, you know, yes, there's some repurposing possible. And yes, if you're already a big, big star, you might be able to, you know, do well transferring your podcast to YouTube. But for right now, I think I'm at a point where I need to pivot and, um, and I also want to make something great and useful, number one, for my clients, but then anyone else out there who is looking for strength training and mobility for runners. So what I did at the beginning of starting coaching and what I still use today is I have found YouTube videos of strength training for my athletes that... I use myself that I feel are really helpful. They're not always specifically geared to runners, mm. but they um, don't necessarily have to be. I mean, a squat is a squat, right? So it's good for a runner. It's good for a tennis player. You know, a squat is a squat. But, you know, I, I, there comes to a point where I think that people want more of a connection with me. And, and I want to give people very specific advice that, clearly I believe in because it's me on the video. So I want to create something that people will watch over and over and over again that is really simple. So like anywhere from five minutes to 20 minutes of targeted strength training that really kind of go together with my running training as well. So um, I started doing these videos. I haven't been 100% consistent with, you know, putting them one out every single week, but I think that's going to change now. I have a friend who's a photographer, videographer, so she'll be helping me out with the new batch of those. And so, yeah, as far as me being sore, so she came over the other day and we filmed four of them in a row. And because this was our first time working together, we had some bugs to work out. The camera stopped recording, so I had to do some of these twice, you know. And so basically it was me strength training for, I don't know, two and a half or three hours, <laughs> and which I don't recommend you do, by so, the way. So Claire is getting ripped. <laughs> Watch, I am going to get Claire ripped, get ripped yeah. on YouTube. <laughs> yes, exactly. So it'll be a journey of me too. So, you know, and I think doing that, number one, forget about YouTube success or whatever. I, I really don't care about being some YouTube star, right? I just want to be able to help runners in whatever way and on whatever platform they use the most. So if I'm not, you know, some great YouTuber, that's okay. But what I'm doing is I'm number one, creating content for my current clients, which I think is always going to be an asset, definitely worth the investment. And if other people find this content eventually, and then number one, get helped or number two, come into my world. Great. That is more of a second bonus, right. but I think it's something that I um, really want to create as an asset to um, help any kind of runner. 
So, yeah. yeah, so I've got a few of them up already. So if you're listening to this, you can check them out and hopefully um, more to come. I, I, you know, I have been a personal trainer. I have been certified many, many moons ago. And so it's kind of fun to like get back into this kind of thing, back to teaching this, even though it's in a video format back then it was in person. <laughs> but um yeah, so it's really nice to kind of explore this area and 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 hopefully it's helpful. Yeah. So, a couple things. Um uh, first of all, your the podcast or the YouTube versions of your podcast, those videos are are incredible. Um, I know. They're, they're, I know. I think they're awesome. Yeah, they're so <laughs> so well done. And then, you know, speaking specifically to the strengths of, so I've, you know, I've, I've used some of yours and, and you and I have had this conversation offline. You know that I'm not a fan of multiple sets of something. If I, if, if I didn't hit it the first time, you know, it had its chance. And, <laughs> and so that, that's, that's one of the things I like about your videos is there isn't a lot of repetition. Well, I don't think there's any repetition in any of the ones that, that I've done. Uh, I know Stay some, tuned. Stay oh, tuned. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there will be some there will be some supersets coming up but yeah you don't need to do a whole lot as a runner we're not trying to be Arnold Schwarzenegger here we're not trying to be bodybuilders we're trying to not be weak so you don't have to do a ton of reps a ton of sets or lift crazy heavy weights the Honestly, the only thing that's important is consistency, is mm. you do it regularly. If you like lightweights, great. If you like heavyweights, great. Just do it consistently, whatever it is. Yes, there are, you know, details that are different, you know, versus, you know, which modality you're using. But ultimately, if you're not doing it consistent, consistently, all the de none of the details matter. So right. whatever you want, whatever makes you do it, do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And because they're like 10, you know, 10 minutes or so, you know, it's easy to get some strength work in several times over the course of a week without, you know, like I've done another popular and successful fitness program that would create a body fit for a beach. And <laughs> I felt like it just took over my life. But mm. these, these aren't like that. So, so I like that because runners want to run. But right. we also don't want to get hurt. So we got to do our strength training. Mm -hmm. All right. So kind of zooming, zooming out, looking back, because again, this is the anniversary episode. When you think back over the past year, what would you say have been some of your biggest successes? What do you wish you might have done differently or, or have gone differently? Uh, and then I'll, well, we'll start with that. I've, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, as a fan of running and, you know, I personally love having the opportunity of interviewing some of the biggest names in the sport, both the athletes and, you know, famous writers and researchers. So, you know, Matt Fitzgerald, Lauren Fleshman, of mm. course, Des Linden, mm. you know, some of these really big names. It, I'm just honored and humbled and giddy when I get to say I interviewed that person, 
you know, some of the, you know, some of the really big names wrote really sweet things about my book, you know, wrote really nice reviews. So that is like all wonderful stuff. And I, I personally get joy out of that. Um, but what I really didn't expect was how well the shows do that are just regular people. You know, the people that from the team that I have interviewed, um, one person is Cynthia Miller. I interviewed her and she is rocking it. Um, and you know, she's 70 years old and it is amazing. And, you know, it just has a beautiful attitude towards running. And, you know, the real runner episodes are the ones that just strike a chord with other real runners, you know? And so that is something that, I've really enjoyed, um, really like the episodes that are like that. And, you know, all the sweet comments and the sweet reviews, those just make me, um, you know, it's like, it's all worth it. I, I sit here and I talk into the microphone to no one most of the time, and I don't know how it's received until someone tells me. And so when people send me a nice email or, or anything like that, I'm just like, wow, that's just, it's all worth it. And I know that I'm, you know, doing the right thing. Um, as far as what I would do differently, you know, I want to say, oh, maybe I would have started sooner or something like that. But I don't think so. I think it all happened right at the right moment. And, you know, I, I don't necessarily believe in meant to be or things like that, but it has really worked out great. And, you know, even some of the not so great times all brought me to where I am now. So I honestly wouldn't change a thing. Yeah, nice. Thinking back on the on your clients and your athletes, not just the PR team, but even even your one on one clients, uh, do you have any success stories that come to mind with you know something that that you're you know I don't know really proud of or you know a milestone or something you know an achievement someone did doesn't have to be me. It could be someone else. Um, I I have a lot of those actually. Some of the you know some of the most dramatic ones are the people who start with me, and they've either been a runner many many moons ago, or they've just gotten into running, and so they're a complete and total beginner. And we start them with a run walk program. And, you know, when people say, oh, I want to run, they want to run. They don't want to run walk, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I was like, well, let's just start. Let's try this. Run walk is actually amazing um, for everybody. So I've had people who were basically run walking for 20 minutes at a time. And in a year, they're running a marathon. You wow. know, it just absolutely without being injured, you know, very gradual process, which if you don't have patience, then endurance running is not your thing because <laughs> you need to have some patience with endurance running. Um, so yeah, so there's a few stories like that. Um, one, uh, you know, one of my flashiest clients, uh, as far as, you know, speed or whatever, um, broke the master's age 50. Uh, he got the master's age 50, world championship uh last year and wow. so i coached him so i feel super super proud of that um and he did a, a, an amazing job and he got his plaque handed to him by iliad kipchoge you Come know on. it's just like that oh yeah awesome. i know so of course that kind of thing is awesome but i really don't coach a lot of people at that level at all i coach yes. 
yet. <laughs> well, but I really actually enjoy, you know, the everyday runner. Like, so I coach some people who are really fast, but the majority of people are in the middle. And then I also have back of the Packers, but I just, I really like, you know, full-time moms, full-time dads, full-time, whatever it is, you know, where running is just your joy and your stress relief and you want to be really good at it. Those are the people who I really love more than just like breaking records, you know? So, yeah. And, and, and I'll tell you, because I've, I've listened to a few running podcasts in my, in my time. And one of the things that I even hear the elites say is how impressed they are with non-elite recreational runners because elites get to focus primarily on their running, which m- many recreational runners wish they could do, but, sure. they, but they don't have that luxury. And so they've got to make it work with all the other stuff that they've going on. They've got going on. Um, so yeah, I, I hear that. Absolutely. What about you? What about your own running? Any uh, any marathons on the schedule? Um, I do not race marathons anymore. You know, never say never. Maybe if my kids decided that they would like to run a marathon in the future, I would do it with them or something really special. But, you know, I spent a lot of time getting really, really good at the marathon and I climbed my Mount Everest, you know, I reached the goal that I wanted. And, you know, after that, I was like, okay, I need something new in my life. I'm not going to spend all this time, energy, all of this just to be a minute or two faster. Like that wasn't interesting to me. I know how hard it is to run that at that level. And I was just like, I need something else. And so honestly, I really pour my heart and soul into helping other people do this. And, you know, I they had a journey that I feel like I can share with other people. And that is really my passion today. So as far as my running, I, you know, the competing part of it was probably, I was not always my best self, you know, trying to be the very, very best. I was very, very, uh, I wouldn't say I obsessed is a little strong, but close to it. And, you know, so now just very focused, focused. I was very, very focused and which is what it takes to do something really well. And so I, I don't want to be that focused on that anymore. I, I did that. And so I'm really, really focused on helping others, building this coaching business, building the podcast, all of that sort of stuff. So for my running, I still run usually every other day. I don't run every single day anymore. Um, and then strength train, obviously lots of strength training, <laughs> Apparently. Um, but, but running will always be a part of my life. It just in a different way. That's awesome. Um, all right. So I know we're kind of coming up on time, although, I mean, it's your podcast. It's a milestone <laughs> podcast. You know, you, you've earned as much as, as much time as you want. But um, at the end of a lot of your shows, you have asked your guest or guests, what's the greatest gift running has given to you? So Claire, Coach Claire of the Planted Runner podcast, what is the greatest gift running has given to you? You know, I should have like a beautiful answer to this since I ask this all the time, but it has given me so much. It has absolutely transformed my life. So 
You know, running has been a thread in my life from, you know, a teenager all the way to now. It wasn't that I was actively running all that time. I definitely was not, but it came in and out of my life at at certain points. So, and it's always been something to come back to. And now obviously running is something that my whole career is based on now. So it has really given me just transformation. You know, it really has transformed me, not only physically, but who I am, what I do for a living. It has built my confidence levels. I've met so many new people through running. So to say the greatest gift is like, how can I choose one thing? It's, <laughs> it's really just been transformational. That's awesome. Well, I appreciate you for sure. And I mean, I would, I would honestly say that anyway, um, but uh, no, I, I appreciate, uh, like I said, I mean, I, I enjoy working on your podcast. I enjoy working with you. Thank you for dealing with me as an athlete <laughs> um, and all of my uh, nuances, but uh, the first years in the books and, you know, one of the things, so a little anecdote, when we first started, uh, and we did episode one. So I, I did a file naming convention where I labeled the episode, episode 001, because <laughs> I want them to go in my files sequentially. And I remember you kind of picking up on that and being like, wow, you're optimistic. We've, we can get up to a thousand before we hit any, right. any <laughs> issue. <laughs> so let's see, let's, let's, you know, Let's see if we can max that out. Yes, definitely. <laughs> well, I appreciate you too, Jeremy. You have not only added the show, but you are somebody who I can always message for advice, opinions, and you know, you're know you a true collaborator on this. And I don't know if I could have done it without you. Oh, you probably could have. It just wouldn't have been as fun. <laughs> it wouldn't have been as good. It wouldn't have been as good. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Jeremy. Thank you, Claire. This has been fun, and uh, I will talk to you on Final Surge soon. If you've made it all the way to the end, you must be a true fan or you are on a really long run right now. And I want to say again how grateful I am to you. This one went a little long, so I will be back next week with another Mental Strength Minute. Cheers to another year. For listening to or watching The Planted Runner, part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. Don't forget that you can win a copy of my book for leaving an Apple Podcast review, so be sure to write yours right after your run today. Reviews are the number one way to boost this show's reach, and it's a great way to tell me what you'd like to hear next because I read every single one. Have a great run today. Hear Her Sports is a podcast for everyone who loves stories by and about women striving to improve and make a difference in their lives. I am your host, Elizabeth Emery, a former professional cyclist. In every episode, I introduce a female athlete or woman in the business of sport through a thoughtful conversation about who they are and the terrific work they're doing. 
My guests and I explore the glorious and frustrating issues in sports, history, equity, training, nutrition, and so much more. Join us for inspiration, for community, and for love of being a strong athletic woman.